Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices talk radio show and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando. My Reasonable Voice guest today is Andrea Miller. Andrea Miller is the chair of the People's Budget Campaign and executive director of the People Demanding Action, a multi-issue advocacy group. She is both an organizer and digital advocacy expert. Andrea has appeared on the Tom Hartman Show, hosts the Progressive Roundtable, and is an IT professional. Andrea Miller is also responsible for Progressive Democrats' actions, digital strategy, and customizes advocacy tools for small to medium-sized organizations through the Progressive Support Project. Welcome back, Andrea Miller, to the Reasonable Voices. How are you today? I am great. Thank you so much for inviting me back, Marcello. Well, it's a good reason for that. It's a bit self-serving, so but you're most welcome. I always criticize my fellow media pros with their breaking news, but this is truly an alert. And that's why I have uh, Andrea Miller back on the show today. In the Commonwealth of Virginia, the last day to register to vote is Monday, October 15th. So, with our 2018 midterms less than a month away, I wanted to have you back to give a final reminder to everyone in the Commonwealth of Virginia, that, or for that matter in America, that voter registration is the first step to achieve transparent elections. Now, that may seem like a reach, but we're talking to Andrea Miller, so we connect the dots very easily. So, I wanted to ask you, with voter registration forms at libraries, with registration for voting online quite available, in addition, by the way, to a number of people in many communities registering voters, are there still negative or even prohibitive issues we, the people, need to be aware of as we enter this midterm election? That is a great question, Marcello, and the answer is yes, almost definitely yes. Now, one of the first 
things I want to say to your viewers in Virginia is even though in the past you may have registered to vote, it is critical that you check and make sure your registration is active. And you can only check your registration status by going to the Board of Elections website. Uh, a lot of people like to use things like Rock the Vote and others. They say you're registered, but they don't tell you is your registration active or is it inactive. Mm. Some people whose registration is inactive may not be able to vote. Let me repeat that. Some people who are registered but inactive may not be able to vote. Mm. So while there's still time, it's critical that you check. I'm going to give your listeners two ways that they can check their registration and the registration of every member in their family. So folks, grab your pens and get ready to write this down. Now, if you text, here is a phone number. The number is 804 Three seven five four four two one. Text the words "my vote" to eight zero four three seven five four four two one. That's the official Virginia State Board of Elections website. They're going to ask for your name. They're going to ask for the last four of your social, your date of birth. And they're going to want the county or city where you're registered to vote. And then it will come back that your registration is hopefully active. And then you're going to want to check your polling place. In Virginia, if you show up and vote at the wrong polling place, they will give you a provisional ballot. Virginia does not count address provisionals is what they're called because they feel we have given you enough ways to figure out where you should be voting. So again, that number is 804-375-4421. You're texting my vote to that phone number. Now, if you prefer to use a computer, as a lot of people do, we've created a short version of the link to the website. You're going to type in on your computer address line bit.ly slash vareg2018. Let me repeat that. bit.ly slash vareg2018. 
that will get you to the State Board of Elections website. Now, if it says your registration is inactive, or if you have moved and your address is wrong, down at the bottom after it shows you your incorrect or inactive information, you're going to click on update my registration. Now, if it says you are unregistered, because there are 12,000 voters in Virginia who have voted in the last three elections who are now unregistered because the Board of Elections believe um, possibly mistakenly that you have moved or um, heaven forbid that you have died. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm still very much alive. You've got me confused with somebody else. Um, you're going to need to re-register. I mean, it, it, it has happened. We had a person where when they checked, they discovered that the Board of Elections thought they were dead. And it's like, I'm not dead. It, it, it's me. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm still alive and I, I want to vote. There are two people, they literally had the same first, the same middle, the same last name. Their social security numbers were different. They were at different addresses. But mistakes can happen. Yeah. They mark the wrong person deceased. Oh, gee. I mean, it, it does happen. Virginia is dealing with millions of voters. So make sure your information is correct. Another option is you could call your individual county registrar or go over there. But texting and doing it directly on the web is the easiest way to do it. I know there are a number of churches where every Sunday beginning in August, they check with all their members and as people are waiting to get their, you know, church luncheon, church brunch, they check the registration especially of older voters, we're seeing this deactivation occur more with older voters than we are with younger voters. And we think it may be because some voters are still getting social security checks instead of direct deposit. Mm. And they're choosing to send those checks somewhere other than their voter registration address and that's creating an address mismatch and the board of elections is deactivating those voters going oh if their money is going somewhere else they must have moved ah and what might yeah. be what might be choices i mean it may be a silly question but just so people are thinking oh well i don't do that mom and dad are just fine but where might some people be mailing their or having their social security checks delivered instead of at their home and why? Just to really make this point clear to everyone. Well, number one, I had this happen to a woman when I was doing voter registration training. She was training to be a voter registrar. In her instance, she had her social security check mailed directly to her bank. She still wanted to get a check. She didn't want to do direct deposit for whatever reason. So she had the check mailed to her bank since her voter registration address and the bank address 
were not the same. Mm. That triggered an address file mismatch, at which point she should have received a postcard from the Board of Elections. She said she never did, and her voter registration was placed on the inactive list. I know other people who, based on where they live, choose to have checks sent somewhere else to a post office box where they go pick it up. And still, I know other people who have their social security checks sent directly to their children because their children um, are like maybe the family accountant, accountant and they handle all the accounting business. So they have their checks go directly to a uh, child. Uh. I mean, the, the reasons make sense and the reasons... You have a right, if you are receiving money, to have it sent wherever you want. It, it's just no one ever expected the Board of Elections to follow Social Security checks and try to determine, based on a check address, had you moved or not. Let me, because I've been through this, let me ask you one, another specific question, Andrea. When I became power of attorney of my parents, uh, all of their mail came to my P.O. box. I'm just wondering, is that another possibility that would kick? Yes. Uh. Yes, that would cause a voter to become deactivated. First, the Board of Elections should send you a postcard if you don't send that postcard back, then they say, oh, they must have moved. And so they deactivate your voter registration status. They set you to inactive. Now, if you show up to vote the year that they set it to inactive, then you can vote. But if you do it another year, then they're going to be going, wait a minute, you should really be voting wherever this check is being sent, mm. and they're going to give you a provisional ballot. So many people are going to get caught in that trap this year. This is brand new. Mm. This is new for 2018. They didn't do this in 2017. Any, okay. any plausible explanation for making this change in 2018? Well, the, the reasoning that is given is the Board of Elections believe this is a much better way to keep their voter file up to date, mm. but it has had some unintended consequences. Now, normally they look for, did you file a change of address? Mm. Okay, that's a very good thing to use. The other thing they look at is survivor benefits. Has someone filed for survivor benefits through Social Security using your name and your number? Mm. That, you know, implies that that person has died and we have people looking for survivor benefits. That one is perfectly good. Mm -hmm. The one that is causing the most problem, 
again, an unintended consequence is following where a social security check goes. Because there are many reasons for a voter to have a social security, which is a federal monetary instrument, sent somewhere other than their voter registration address. And as you said, power of attorney, everything goes to the power of attorney, to the attorney, the child, the relative, whomever, that will produce an address mismatch. Okay, well, that's nice to know. I, I think at the time I did this for my parents, they lived in Maryland, which is a different situation. But certainly in, right. in the Commonwealth of Virginia is what we're talking about specifically today. These are major issues and a major alert. And, and the reason I wanted to have Andrea Miller back today. Before we go to a break, Andrea, give us that telephone number again, if you will, the 804 number to check your registration. Now, this number is for people who text. The, you're going to text my vote to 804-375-4421. And the website you suggested? The website is bit.ly slash VA. R-E-G-2018, bit.ly slash V-A-R-E-G-2018. Reg Fantastic. Okay, everyone. Um, this, as always, Andrea Meller uh, is a marvelous teacher uh, and, and a marvelous teacher in the digital age. And this um, we, we need to listen and learn from. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. My guest today is Andrea Miller. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Taking care of an Alzheimer's patient is a pretty much a full-time 50% of caregivers die uh, while they Raise are caring for awareness someone. about Alzheimer's and research. Just because someone's mind is being diminished does not mean that uh, the ordinary physical things don't happen. They can uh, have a sore throat and not be able to tell you. And they can have something in their eye and not be able to explain it. So you have to be aware that in every respect, life is still going on for them physically, even though you are focused on the, uh, the mental dementia, the, the person is still living a life physically and emotionally. For all those who see this video, I hope you will learn more than I ever did before you ever have to know it. That's my message. Support, please, the Alzheimer's Association. Thank you. Please call 800-272-3900. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Program. My guest today is the reasonable, educational, informative voice of Andrea Miller, who is the chair of the People's Budget Campaign and executive director of People Demanding Action. I've been registered for years, quite literally, yet I followed Andrea's advice a couple of months ago when she first mentioned this to me, the, the, a sense of urgency about checking to make certain that your voter registration is active. 
uh, and I happened to be near uh, Senator Tim Kaine's Virginia office, one of them, uh, and I went in to check, and there was a little confusion, but ultimately the person in charge found my registration and that of my wife's, and everything was fine. So the point is, you got to give yourself some time, and time is running out, and that's why we're giving you this last-minute reminder, a sense of urgency about it. You can't vote if you don't register, and in Virginia, the last day to register is Monday, October 15th. All right, back to Andrea. You said during the break to me that this change about registration and all the things we've been talking about in segment one was not advertised. Can you elaborate? Well, in 2017, way, way back last year, in Mm. 2017, the Board of Elections defined an inactive voter as someone who had not voted in the last three federal elections. Mm. That was the official definition. The new definition in 2018 is a voter whose address doesn't match in one of the federal databases and the voter didn't return a postcard. It has nothing to do with are you a consistent and frequent voter? Because as I said, there are 12,000 Virginia voters who are now on the inactive list. All right. Well, all the more reason we need to pay attention to this conversation today. I wonder if this is another form of uh, voter suppression, maybe. And even if not, are there some forms of voter suppression that are maybe too subtle for most of us to detect, you think? Well, most of the forms of voter suppression are reasonably subtle. Some of them are so subtle that people almost don't recognize their voter suppression. And in some instances, they may not necessarily be deliberate voter suppression, but they have that impact. I'm going to talk about Alabama. Several years ago, when Alabama became a photo ID state, which is a form of voter suppression, because there's an estimated 20 million Americans that don't have a photo ID, and these are normally going to be older Americans. Mm. Kids in school have photo IDs probably from the time they're 15 years old, Mm. going through high school, going through college. But a lot of older Americans, especially rural Americans, who never worked for large corporations, there has been nothing in their lives that has required that they have a photo ID. And again, remember, many older Americans don't drive. So that means they don't have a driver's license. Because in almost all states, your driver's license is a photo ID. So what about people who don't drive? They immediately, naturally, don't have a photo ID. So senior citizens who no longer drive, rural women who never drove, Mm. they don't 
naturally have a photo ID. Now, back to my example in Alabama. When Alabama became a photo ID state back in 2015, what they did was they went through the black belt. The black belt in Alabama is mostly rural. And they went through the rural black belt and said, you know what, these DMV offices that issue, you know, voter IDs, they're not really making any money. So we think we're going to close 90% of the DMV offices in the Alabama black belt. On the same year that Alabama decided, now you need a photo ID to vote. Well, all right, all, everything rained down on Alabama. So they decided, well, all right, well, we'll open the DMVs. We'll open them one day a week and we'll send mobile vans around so that if a group of people want to get their photo IDs, we'll do them with mobile vans. Now, this year in Georgia, what they were going to do is they were going to close 75% of the polling locations in a predominantly African-American county. Mm. Now, if you've ever been to rural America, you know there aren't that many polling locations Mm. in the first place. And if you've ever gone to rural Southern America, not only are there not that many polling locations, there's virtually no such thing as public transportation and there's no Uber or Lyft out there. So a lot of folks, if now they've got to go 15 miles to vote and they don't have a car, this is going to be really, really tricky. Mm. Or maybe they can get a ride from a child or a neighbor on their way to work, but suddenly now... You're asking people to go five, ten miles um, away from where they need to do business. This is creating a problem. So now you've got Americans who are willing to vote, um, have all the tools to vote, but you've made it very difficult for them to get there. That died in Randolph, Georgia, Um, again, when the outcry became so loud. But again, if there had been no outcry, they probably would have closed all those polling locations. In Virginia, we have three African-American, predominantly African-American senior centers that in 2016 were polling locations. In 2017, they lost their polling location status. Now, they were in the city of Richmond. There is public transportation, but none of the new polling locations were on public transportation lines. And the other problem was they didn't do a good enough job advertising that these locations were no longer polling places because I had drivers stationed there to give people rides to the polls. People were showing up on buses and then discovering, no, this isn't a polling location anymore. Again, I had drivers stationed there, so drivers just picked people up, took them to the polling location, and then they got a free benefit. They gave them a ride home or wherever they were going for free. But what if I hadn't had drivers 
stationed there waiting to help the seniors get to the polls. Exactly. Another form of voter suppression. We've talked about photo ID. We've talked about closing polling locations. A lot of people don't necessarily think about gerrymandering as a form of voter suppression, Mm. but it is. What gerrymandering does is gerrymandering does racial packing where it will look at a state. North Carolina and Virginia are prime examples of racial gerrymandering. And it will say, all right, now, where does the community of popular color population live? Where where, where do the African-Americans live? Where do the Hispanic population, where do the Asian populations live? Which one is biggest? And for years, in the early 1990s, when Virginia was forced to redraw their district maps and Bobby Scott got elected, from that point on, every time they drew the district maps, there was a huge effort to put all African Americans in Bobby Scott's district. It almost didn't matter where you lived in Virginia. You could say Bobby Scott was your congressman and you'd almost be right. Mm. He had a district that stretched from Newport News all the way into the city of Richmond. And so the court struck down the congressional maps and they made them redraw them. And now Representative Scott's district is more cohesive and tight and it's primarily in Hampton Roads and then they changed the face of the fourth district so that our new minority majority district became the fourth district and the city of Richmond was in the fourth district. In the old days, the city of Richmond was in the third district and it was in the seventh district. Now it's in the fourth. And so Donald McEachin has the majority minority district. Virginia will be redistricting 11 house districts that must be done by October 30th. Because again, when the courts look at the districts, it's like, you know what, when we've got a district where it's as much as 63% packed with a racial minority, you are packing the district and you're depriving voters in the other districts of really being able to say, this is who we want to represent us by putting everybody in the same district. Hey, you guys are all one district. Well, that means there's going to be one African-American representative instead of possibly two. Mm. It doesn't really give the voters a choice. The political parties make the choice yes because they're saying african-americans normally vote democratic so if we put them all in the same district then they'll vote democratic but you know we'll have this one democratic district in central virginia 
and all the others will be Republican because we've drawn all the community of color voters out of those districts. Into a box. Box them in quite and, literally. And them into a box. Exactly. Yes. Wow. What can we do in Virginia to make, well, to make sure that we are vote ready and registered to vote in time for, well, first of all, to registration deadline Monday, October 15th, but we're voting on Tuesday, November 6th. What do we need to do at this point? Anything else besides what you've already told us? Everything that I've already told you, check, make sure your registration is active. Also, if you have not voted since 2014, and we have a number of people who have not voted since 2014, Mm -hmm. make sure you have one of the valid photo IDs that are necessary in order to vote. And make sure you bring your photo ID to the polls. Yes. One of the other things we like to tell people is voting should be a community event. Mm. Never vote alone. Bring other people with you. Mm. That's how you make sure that they vote. Also, if you have children, bring your children with you to the polls. Remember, children learn to do things by watching us as adults. So if they see us going out to the polls on election day, this then becomes part of their community, cultural, civic awareness. They go out to the polls on election day to vote as well. Mm. Because remember, our vote is our voice. If we don't vote, we are choosing not to have a voice in what's going on. Now, are we going to get what we want 100% of the time? No, we're not. But if we don't vote, then the odds of us getting what we want, getting the people that we want to represent us, those odds drastically go down and become almost non-existent. Mm. And I, sad to say, uh, for all the things that people like me may have to endure in order to vote, to be a citizen in America, to be involved, to be recognized, to be heard. If you are a person of color, if you are Asian, if you are uh, Latino, if you are uh, African-American, and on top of all of that, if you are female, you need to understand the hurdles are more plentiful and higher so you have to engage in, 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 well, in listening to podcasts like this, to finding Andrea Miller, both online and all those drivers that she managed to get where they need to be to get you to the polls. And you need to pay attention. Things are being taken away from you without perhaps your ever being aware. And on that note, Andrea, I know we have to go, but tell us again that telephone number to text uh, my vote and, of course, that website again and any parting words you want to share with us. 
to check your voter registration, and if you need to register, you can text my vote to 804-375-4421, or on the web, go to bit.ly slash V-A-R-E-G 2018. So, and when you go to the polls, be sure to not only bring a photo ID, but bring along five friends. Yes. Yes. To both observe and if they are registered and old enough to vote. Yes? Yes, and be sure you check your registration and register by Monday, October 15th. Now, two years ago in 2016, on the end of voter registration day, the State Board of Elections online voter registration website crashed. So check as soon as possible so that if the website crashes, you still will have your voter registration in on time. Thank you so much for saying that. Wow. All right. They're just as, uh, they're just, well, who was it? Mark Twain and, and, uh, and Reverend Barber who, who reminded us that if voting weren't important, no one would try so hard to keep you from doing it. I know I'm paraphrasing, but true, yes? That is very, very true. So, and we especially know in Virginia, every vote matters because we lost an election in the 94th district just last year by one vote. Okay. There's the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. There's the challenge. It's up to us now. Thank you so much, Andrea Miller, for being on the show again today. As always, most educational and informative, and our best source in many ways to the art of civics and practicing it. Okay, thank you. All the best to you and uh, all those people you inspire to register to vote before October 15th and to vote on Tuesday, November 6th. Thank you. Thank you, Marcello. My pleasure. Bye now. And now, enjoy Watchfire Music featuring vocal artist Jenny Burton singing Tear Down the House from Is Anybody Listening?
Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Poor versus rich and right versus wrong. Reinventing ourselves after Collins' Kavanaugh vote and Grassley's Women Don't Want to Do the Work, let's inaugurate a day of reckoning to spotlight why old men locked in secret rooms do the bidding of wealthy conservatism, America's ultimate gender, racial, and sexual subjugation. Decades of criminal behavior banging other people's money into six bankruptcies while goading recruiters with bone spurs just to grope erratic peace, lying to three wives about where his head lies. Con artists threaten our democratic republic by convoluting a trumped sunset with America's new dawning. Stripping both messenger and message to pinch focus from cheeky bony projections arousing worshippers of a distorted manifest destiny, minus Native Americans, female Americans, and African Americans' contribution is M.O. of an imposter. Aren't we better than tax evasion swagger, mocking targets of ill-tempered supremacists, assuming, despite hindsight, supreme confirmation of drunken missionary positions? The more we shovel the political manure of alternative facts onto the economically swindled, the less we will discern the tyranny whitewashed in black robes, boardrooms, and secret senate chambers." Averting our eyes from America's core of disparity deepens restlessness in a home of the brave where gun violence is default solution. Only peaceful assembly, voting, moral Mondays, and holding these truths to be self-evident, our land of the free cannot be, until most of we the people engage responsibility for revitalizing what we might have been. Yet without waves of reason we doubt our ability to erect from memories often too horrible to revisit. Too many of us have elected to infect all of us with corporate and government leadership that's long lost sight of America's 1863 Gettysburg call to reject any animus to human decency. Historically, our pale majority manifested and molested this truth. Poverty is not about color but the glue that holds us together, as intentionally pervasively programmed for economic stagnation of 43.5% of Americans. Remember this post-Civil War quote meant to console? You might be poor, but at least you are white, and that means something. Without an acknowledgment of biblical foretelling and constitutional guarantees, we, herded by age-old masculine litany, allow ensconced, powerful, moneyed, gray-haired men to exclude from their job description the welfare of women and children and well-being of the financially damaged. When did we lose our compass to justice for all, respecting accusers and expecting in our humane free society FBI investigations unhindered by the self-serving unhinged? It's not just Trump-Pence, it's the GOP. Remember McKinley's corporatism, Taft's Little Brown Brothers, Harding's sex scandals, Hoover's Hoovervilles, Eisenhower's Operations Wetback, Nixon's Watergate, Ford's Nixon Pardon, Reagan's Trickle-Down, and Bush-Cheney's Perpetual Oil Wars? This 
is what begets American polarization. Nonetheless, we must see beyond Trump, Pence, and McConnell Kavanaugh and uplift our new American majority. Infected by Russian hacks, NRA money, in servitude to the uber-wealthy standing like robber barons and their we-built-that descendants on the backs of 99% of us. Erasing what's wrong with what's right cures America's greatest limitation, a millennium of violations against hard-working Americans, whether black or white, rich or poor, LGBTQ or straight, Republican or Democrat, but especially women assaulted by the unrepentant, cast as second-class citizens by me-first shareholders, uncaring CEOs, domestic violence, sexual discrimination, gender inequality, and multi-million dollar tax cheats. Rising as indivisible antagonists to a GOP ignoring women, school shootings, and DWB, we may help Americans who physically resemble Judiciary Committee Republicans to eject those very men who neglect them. Kathleen Shalton, North Dakota Senator Heidi Heitkamp, and North Carolina, Rev. Dr. William J. Barber II, are our heroes. While Brett Kavanaugh, Mitch McConnell, and Donald Trump choose to bury America's promise and all its Me Too, gender income parity, equal rights amendment, and peopledemandingaction.org supporters. Nevertheless, never Trump conservatives, Justice John Paul Stevens, and all the Americans descending on their Congress and Supreme Court from all over our nation confirm we are now poised at a nation-determining precipice where all are equal under the law or a people willingly yielding to the nightstick of 80% of Republicans standing by their man, aided and abetted, of course, by Mitch McConnell's political cronies, still preventing what's right from defeating what's wrong, mocking anyone because of their physical or mental health, age, race, or gender, may not rise to... I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any votes. But it certainly wipes its feet on the doormat of our soul. Thank you. And join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.